0: It is a psychedelic experience to stare at someone in the eyes for long periods of time. Anybody you care about. I've done this with strangers at various workshops and festivals where you stare at somebody in the eyes for a longer period of time. And even if it's a complete stranger, your entire frequency will change. So it's it's intense on a spiritual level, on, on a level that words can't quite articulate.
1: This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi mushroom queen ahcc educator and culinary nutrition expert i am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body in their mind and in their relationships if that's you then you are in the exact right place my love let's go take the medicine hello hello my babes thank you so much for joining chase and me under the red hat today There are a lot of things in this world that we really can't control, a lot of external circumstances. But one thing that we can always, always, always control is what we are choosing on a daily basis to let flow into our mind and into our consciousness. From news sources to social media to podcasts. And because you are choosing to listen to the medicine, I know that's really important to you. You are actively expanding your life, and I will always applaud you for that. I firmly believe that life doesn't just happen to us. We create it. So on par with that little motivational speech is our topic for today. Chase and I are talking about five ways to start relating deeper to your partner and really everyone around you. No matter where you're at, whether you're single, dating, you're in a long-term relationship or married, these are things that can benefit everyone and you can literally start today. Just like our life doesn't happen to us, our relationship doesn't just happen to us either. We are creating it with our communication choices, nonverbal communication, our sex life or lack thereof, our thoughts about our person, everything. We get to create all of that. So if your relationship feels kinda like meh, you can change that. And it really only takes one conscious person to start transforming the entire relationship chase and i are not counselors or any type of experts in this field per se but we have experienced both extremes of the relating spectrum with each other and we love sharing the tools that we've picked up along this very windy path Um, and they've really made a huge difference in our lives So after listening, you'll come away from this episode with some tangible action items that you can bring into your relationship today to start relating on a deeper level to your partner and yourself. And after you're done listening, uh, I invite you to send this to your partner if it feels right to you and see if you can start some juicy, intentional dinner conversations tonight. All right. Enjoy the episode, my boo. Hello, my love.
0: Mm, my queen. My king. What is going on? You have such <laughs> an on-brand vibe going on. I know. You are decked out in the medicine swag. Mm-hmm. An absolutely pimp, if that's still used these days. I think it's okay. Uh, t-shirt. With the medicine logo, intertwined lovers with a mushroom cap and mycelia underneath. um, And this really cool slogan that somebody came up with that says, let's get mushy. This is on your shirt as well as on the coffee mug (laughs) that you have in your hand. Yes. It's a sight to see.
1: (laughs) I am super excited about Our swag that came in recently, we have uh, sent the mugs out and um, the t-shirts just came today. So I was showing them off on my Instagram. They are better than I could have hoped for. And I am so excited about this Mm. celebratory swag to, um, to commemorate and to celebrate our new Mushroom of Life logo. Um, that again is I'm just obsessed with. I'm sure you guys have seen it, but um, yeah. So that's my that's the uh, occasion for the deck out.
0: New brand, really kind of like the first brand, uh, right? And but <clears throat> but but celebrating one year of podcasting and yeah. having this business.
1: I know we're past sixty episodes. It's crazy. Mm, so good. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of this <clears throat> coffee mug you got going on, what today? Is in your cup, the medicine cup.
1: In my medicine mushy mug, um, I have some Organifi Pure along with some cinnamon and poured some hot water over that and blended it up all nicely. So it's like this warm kind of apple cider, Mm. cinnamon mixture, but it's full of Well, I already said apple cider vinegar, um, digestive enzymes, lion's mane, lemon balm, all these wonderful things for your gut and for your brain. Um, And uh, you can have it hot or cold. I personally like it hot. You introduced me to that. So um, yeah, that's what I got going on in my mug and I'm feeling amazing.
0: That is such a great afternoon. It's winter here (laughs) in San Diego, believe it or not. And uh, it's kind of a chilly in the condo, and and getting a nice hot cup of afternoon pure. Mm-hmm. Do you say pure or pure?
1: I don't put another syllable in it. <laughs> pure. Pure. Yeah. Yeah. People that say pure, it's like pure. two syllables. Pure. I
0: go back and forth. I'm when it comes to words and pronunciation of words like data and data. Mm-hmm. I I'm a chameleon. I end yeah. up just saying Fluid. whatever the. <laughs> group is saying
1: yeah hmm interesting what do you
0: uh data you make a stand
1: <laughs> i do
0: you used to make a stand on data. data i used to say data and then i got to um deloitte and we said data big data i had a bunch of big data clients
1: mm. i can see i can see how that would flip-flop for you
0: yeah but then i think master data like because <laughs> that's used master data and i hear master beta. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's why I'm chuckling, because I'm like, master data, master beta.
0: (laughs) Think about master data. Anyway.
1: Anyways, what do you got in your cup, my love?
0: My cup. And this may be two Under the Red Hat episodes in a row where I've had this as my what's in your cup. I think so. But I am on a heavy dose of Organifi green juice. And you know what I noticed as I looked at the date today? Mm. We are 30 days... uh, 31 days actually through uh, the body 2021 challenge. And so technically wrapped up, Mm -hmm. um, but I've still been doing my um, protocol and it's been, you know, what's funny is uh, we've been doing this. I've been, I've been doing the sunrise to sunset bundle every single day. Um, I've been taking the Organifi green, Organifi red and Organifi gold very intentionally every day for 30 days accompanied by, um, journaling i similarly stacked a transition in my coffee consumption from traditional espresso or black coffee to uh, mushroom king coffee mm-hmm. and i have been saying the last couple of weeks and you can validate this i have felt like i'm 18 years old
1: yeah you've <sighs> absolutely you've said that multiple times i
0: have felt so good um i'm also not i should mention the last two or three weeks i'm i typically do a longer faster uh, longer fast and I've been eating two to three meals a day, which is new for me. And, and of course, when you introduce diversity of any kind into your food and, and diet, not any kind, but any sort of healthy change, um, like eating great food more frequently, or mm-hmm. eventually I'll cut it back and do more fasting, your body just responds with gratitude because it loves diversity and it yes. loves seasonality. And um, so that stacked with my body 2021 protocol um, I've been eating a little less dark chocolate, which I think is really helping my sleep. Mm-hmm. I have felt so good.
1: Yeah. You haven't had like a, a mid, a mid middle of the night wake up. No. Stress out, huh? Which is
0: kind of my like one health issue that, and I have relied on caffeine too much in my life. So I feel like I really crushed those things during this body 2021 20, month. did. Um, and that that's while dealing with a lot of like stress in life, which mm-hmm. is um, all from good things and kind of pushing the the drive and the, and the pushing the needle of, of progress forward in my life. But it does cause some stress and I'm happy to um, relay to you and to everybody listening that body 2021 um, really was fruitful for me.
1: Yeah, me too. I've noticed in my journaling uh, in the morning, you know, assessing and examining, asking yourself, how am I actually feeling in my body and my mind and in my relationships? Um, I'm really, one, I, I really like was thinking deeply about it, not just, okay, just answering to get the, to get the words on the page, but really digging in. And it elicited this curiosity towards my body. Like if something was off, like say my knee hurt or my foot hurt or I didn't get good sleep or wasn't pooping right or something like that, like instead of just um, maybe noticing it throughout my day um, like I would previously and being frustrated by my body, that it's not performing perfectly in the way that I want it to. It really helped me adopt this attitude of curiosity Mm -hmm. and, Allowing myself in this, this kind of container of quiet stillness in the morning, asking myself like, I wonder why, what, what did I do yesterday? What did I eat? How have I been sleeping? What did I do differently? And I think that that's a really magical place, especially for women to be in is this curiosity rather than just noticing things that are quote unquote wrong about your body or not functioning right. And having this sort of like resentment or like bitterness towards your body. It really, really helped me. And I can honestly say, like, in one month, I have felt progress in my own body love, my, my, how I view, how I interact, how I appreciate my body mm. on a daily basis. Like, I can absolutely say it has, it has pushed, moved the needle, as you would say, in um something that I've really been dealing with since, like, third grade.
0: I... Love hearing that. I feel it from you, hundred percent. But I love hearing it and feeling it because I love you, and you you deserve more self love than you can even handle. Uh, but I also know that you know, selfishly, the more you love yourself, the more you have the capacity to love me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you
1: want that love.
0: I want that love. <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, so that's awesome. That's exciting. I and Body 21 21 doesn't have to be over, right? Like restock on some Organifi. It's always going to be there, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Use code MIMIFIT uh, for a little discount on the Sunrise to Sunset bundle. Organifi, that's always going to be there. It's it's a product uh, bundle that crushes it for us. Um, but yeah, stay tuned and keep, keep following not only the medicine as we'll continue to update what Organifi is doing and, and things like King Coffee, but... Um, yeah, restock. And this, with, this doesn't have to be a month.
1: With Organify too, it doesn't have to be just the Sunrise to Sunset right. bundle. There is an option um, on their website to build your own bundle. So if you want chocolate gold, gold, and green, you can build that bundle and still get a discount. Um, so I invite you guys to check it out. Mm. We got a super juicy episode today.
0: The juice. I think... Um... <laughs> Juice is a great term that we, <laughs> we like to use here on The Medicine. <laughs>
1: Are you, is that the nice way of saying that I overuse it?
0: No. Uh, I was actually thinking it compared to like, we're going to be talking about the feminine and the masculine today. Yeah. and I think it pairs nicely, some feminine mm-hmm. and masculine juice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite teachers, her name is London Angel Winters, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about her later in the episode. But she was the first, first one to... When I was at an event with her, she was teaching us about, you know, this, uh, the divine feminine and masculine, the alpha and omega. She was talking about this, like, yeah, if you, if you want to, you know, keep it juicy and she didn't mean literally like, you know, like keep yourself juicy. She meant just, um, like squishy, like soft Mm. and it's juicy is just a great, term for a woman to think about when she's trying to embody that that true feminine essence of light and love it's and that, stardust.
0: That sweet kiwi.
1: Dripping down my chin. <laughs> hey, yo, shout out, Maroon 5. Shout out, Adam Levine. <laughs> yes. While well, he's listening, so. Um, but yeah, we want to talk about today uh, with you guys the flavor of this episode. The flavor of this juice, you could say, mm. is... How to relate better to your partner uh, today. Not necessarily like, okay, you're really going to have to super invest and you're going to see benefits in a year or two or three. Like, yes, those things happen. They exist. We talk about them. But there are also things that you can start today to relate deeper, better, more efficiently, more lovingly with your boo. And also wherever you're at in relationships you could even be single and and get something out of this like this isn't necessarily something that you you have to have a significant other for these these five tips yeah, these five nuggets point. you can practice on these things on your girlfriends on your family on your coworkers on yourself like there's it doesn't have to be with a significant other honestly like in my opinion, it's actually almost better if you are single and practicing and becoming aware of these things. That way you're setting yourself up for success to attract the person that you want to bring into your life. And you've already got some reps under your belt.
0: Yeah. I think we'll probably talk about it eventually, but you know, one of the things that I love to think about and use is when you're able to do these things independently and develop them independently, you set yourself up for collaboration and co creation with a significant other mm-hmm. versus codependency. Right. And uh, there's a distinct difference. One is two incomplete pieces coming together to appear whole mm-hmm. um, versus two complete pieces coming together to like sum the total being greater than the the Mm -hmm. parts themselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I 100% agree. Uh, no one told us that when we were engaged and about ready to get married. Um, that really like you're, you're better off becoming your own whole happy developed person before you invite another person into your life. Yeah. So
0: pretty tough to figure out when you're like 19. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Um, and, um, When I was thinking about what we wanted to share uh, in this episode, I thought of this analogy, something that is near and dear to our hearts and everything that we talk about, which is the immune system. And obviously, immune health and immune talk is all over the world and everywhere right now. You can't get away from it. But there is this misconception, I think, that to improve your immune health, it takes a long time. And while that is partly true, yes, to to build a really strong, stable immune um, immune uh, system and immune health over time to respond to things in your environment does take some time, yes. But there are things that you can do that change and improve your immune system in a ma- in a matter of hours, days. You can do it right away. Totally. And so everything that we're going to share today, there may be a long term benefit or gain to this to keep up with consistency, but there is also a short-term immediate gain.
0: Yeah. I think we talk about a lot, like that idea of compound interest and that idea mm-hmm. of compound self-interest where, you know, metaphorically you're putting one penny away a day and eventually you have this compounding interest that it's going to be, uh, of wealth and reward later on. Right. Well, sometimes you can put like a hundred dollars away a day. And these would be some of those things Mm -hmm. like, or, or it doesn't even be a day. It's just like, Hey, I can immediately grab this hundo, (laughs) put it in the piggy bank and uh, bypass the penny investment strategy. Totally. Yeah.
1: And as we're talking, if this is the first time that you're listening to the medicine, just know that, um, Chase and I did not (laughs) step into a relationship and immediately have all these things down. It's taken years of development, expansion, growth, and learning in our relationship, but then also on our own. Because if you don't know our story, little quick bullet point, just to give, give a taste of like, we haven't always had this figured out and really hardly at all. Um, We were childhood sweethearts. We got together at like 15 years old and we were married quite young together for a total of 10 years and married for three of those years. And then we actually separated and divorced and were apart for three years doing our own thing and um, not really thinking that we would ever see each other again. And through just <laughs> the universe, love, God, whatever you want to call it, our own paths, we crossed again organically and um, we've been together really ever since. And so I just want you to get a full picture, a full idea of we've been through the shit. We we really, really have. We've tasted it. and <laughs>
0: We tasted shit. <laughs> we did.
1: We did. And um, then, you know, over the years and um, many, many, many podcasts and books and events and things. And uh, now we've come to this little taste of, I think we've got some good habits down, and um, I I love being able to share them with other people so that you can go deeper wherever you're at in your relationship. So, you ready to jump in?
0: Let's do it. Beautifully put. Let's go.
1: Let's go. All right. So the first one is: do not correct or criticize your partner's behavior, especially in public Mm. that is everything that goes against our culture information shows movies comedies I mean I'm sure someone just heard that and was like what like you don't you can't correct your partner like what do you mean how do you how do you get anything done in your relationship
0: I think we've all seen it for sure Um, and most of us who've been in relationship have done it or been a part of it or felt Mm -hmm. it, it's such low hanging, um, easy fruit for a laugh, uh, in front of other people. Um, it's also like, unfortunately, just socially accepted to, um, kind of talk a little shit about your significant other. And, um, there's so much validation that it's pretty easy just to continue onward, little bits at a time to the point that it accumulates what would probably be considered like a relationship wound
1: yeah totally and this can be um you know criticizing your your partner's behavior like don't do that or don't i hate it when you do this or i hate it when you do that it can be you're alone in your house or you know, in a group of friends or whatever, like, Oh yeah, he always does this or she always does that. Or like, yeah, what are you talking about? You just did that last week. And you're kind of like poking either it's for a laugh or it's just for kind of like a one up situation where you want to somehow gain power over Mm -hmm. your partner to make yourself feel better in some sort of weird way. It, It feels good for maybe half a second, but then it doesn't.
0: Yeah. Um, I think for me, I think there's always that layer of truth to them too, which is why they kind of hurt and kind of suck. Um, but a lot of times, like in defense of the person who wants to cast a little shade in these settings, sometimes they're they're it's actually wearing on them this this particular habit or this mm-hmm. trait. And to have other people around is is a little more like comforting, validating, mm-hmm. easier. It's a buffer. It's a buffer. That's perfectly put. Um, and so for me, like when I, when we first started our, our early relationship or our, our early marriage, I should say, um, you know, we, we had no money, we had debt and all this other stuff. And, and I was like frugal beyond all means for a little while. And I was insecure about, you know, pinching pennies, um, cause I didn't want that to be the case, but that's what I did. And so to, to just using the example, I'm not like trying to tell you I'm still wounded by this, uh, but, but like to mention in front of other people like, Oh, chase doesn't want me to spend money on clothes. Like would it would hurt. But there was also a similar uh, sentiment from you that like, I'm not allowed to, Mm -hmm. um, go out and, and purchase things that I, that I want. And so just to use that as an example, Mm -hmm. like for us wound, you know, that wounds me and emasculates Mm -hmm. me as the masculine in, in that scenario.
1: Yeah. I totally agree that there is this, um, there is this almost like, I need people behind me to back me up in whatever this feeling is. It might not just be for a joke or a laugh, but it might actually be to get some feelings out. And if other people are here, you're not gonna attack me back, maybe, right? So you feel like almost like protected. Um, but the problem with that is that it's it doesn't it doesn't elicit trust from your partner. They feel almost like, exposed. And it puts them in a really awkward position to then respond. Do they, do they jab you back? Do they just take it and and look like a, a pussy or whatever you want to insert, um, you know, derogatory name? Like, um, so it really doesn't inspire any sort of positive change or growth or communication within the relationship. Then when you get back home, like, Hey, why did you say that? Like, mm-hmm. and then there's this kind of, it can, it can turn almost into a fight Or
0: or it's never addressed until you get into a legitimate fight later. And and you're like, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) that made me me mad. (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
1: Um, So it's like, um, you know, coming from uh, a feminine, I will say, especially towards the masculine partner for me to poke or prod or. Or um, expose maybe some flaws or imperfections that we all have. But if if I were to do that, especially in front of people, what it's actually saying to you is I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like the ultimate dagger, I would assume, you know, as as a masculine, like me saying, I don't trust you. Um, I'm not going to give all of myself to you because you do this. Everybody look. Yeah. Hello. If you've ever checked out the plethora of amazing organic superfood blends on the Organifi website and wondered, geez, where do I even start? Organifi has so many divine products, it can seem kind of overwhelming. I'm also very picky about which supplements and products I trade my dollars for, and I'm sure you are the same way. So I'm gonna share a savings secret with you straight from the guide I created called How a Pro Uses Organifi. But first, when it comes to flavors, in my opinion, the best combination to start with is the sunrise to sunset bundle. With this, you get the flagship green juice, the red juice packed with cordyceps mushrooms, and my favorite of all, the gold packed with reishi and turkey tail mushrooms. With this bundle, you reduce the cost per serving down to $1.98. Then, when you use my code MIMIFIT on top of it for another 15% off, it comes out to about $1.68 per serving. That is legit. And with the insane amount of organic, non-GMO, certified glyphosate-free medicinal mushrooms and superfoods that Organifi provides, that $1.68 price is pretty unbelievable. So you could make a gold mushroom coffee elixir for way less than walking into the standard coffee shop, or mix up a red or green juice for about 10 times less than you'd find at any organic juice bar. When it comes to supplements and superfoods, I'd much rather pay now with my dollars than pay later with my health. And Organifi makes that so easy for us. So again, to get this killer $1.68 per serving price, go to Organifyshop.com and click on the bundles section. The sunrise to sunset will be waiting for you right at the top. And then remember to use the code MIMIFIT M-I-M-I-F-I-T, which gets you another 15% off, my loves. Getting incredible medicinal mushrooms and superfoods doesn't have to be complicated, and it doesn't have to be expensive. I got you.
0: How you can flip this on its head, actually, is to, even if you start to feel that come up into your body, where it's something that's legitimate, like, man, I don't feel like I can actually, like, Go shopping without getting, um, you know, the dictator with money over here mm-hmm. uh, breathing down my neck. Um, put it, put a little like earmark on it, like flag it. And um, instead, I challenge you, give them a compliment in public about something mm-hmm. they do do well. What that does is <laughs> for them, uh, in this case, you know, for me or the masculine, I literally get a, you know, a sensation of empowerment through mm-hmm. that. I'm also much more gentle and open to talk about it once you've kind of flagged, flagged it as a discussion point later. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm aware of the fact that you, you have no desire to disrespect me. Rather, it has been on your heart and your soul to talk about this thing where there's an area of improvement. Mm -hmm. Um, little pro tip for you.
1: Yeah. And I would say as the feminine, when you tell me, it can be something simple. Like when we're in public and we go out to coffee and you're like, whatever this beautiful angel next to me wants, like, That is an outward expression of your love, your desire, your treasuring of me to other people. Um, And it's just like, it makes me like, just feel your love even deeper. I'm not saying that everyone has to do that, but it is one of those things that, man, it just like, it feels so good. So I totally agree with that, like earmarking and then come back when you are in private to bring something to the table. If you do have something that is important and you do have like genuine feelings about that you would love more of or you need kind of different mm-hmm. in your relationship, there is a better way to do it and that's gonna be our next tip.
0: Yeah, and, and before we jump into number two, um, there is a version of this number one where it's you know talking shit about your significant other um, that actually happens often when the two aren't together. Right. So when the girls are with the girls or the guys are with the guys, mm-hmm. um, I know for me with, with men, especially it's so disgustingly acceptable to talk about, you know, got my wife or my girlfriend at home, the chain. old ball and chain. Um, I cannot stomach that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I've never done that. I think for, you know, earlier in my life, for sure. I used, Uh, having a wife at home is kind of my, like, ah, I better not do that. I got the wife less out of, you know, authenticity, but, um, I, I, I don't have the stomach for it anymore. (laughs) Um, and like, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. Um, you know, when you're golfing, you occasionally get stuck with like random people (laughs) and this fucking asshole, like (laughs) I pardon my French, but this guy talked so much shade about his wife for over the course of like five hours that, I I felt almost nauseous by the end of the, like the round, and it just completely ruined the experience for me. Um, so I challenge you because that's it's easier when when your significant other's not around. Oh and, yeah, and it's and it's a part of the kind of like locker room talk, especially for guys. Um, I challenge you, dude, guys, if you're out there, don't don't you don't have to be like, hey, I'm gonna confront you and yeah. talk to you about how you should you know treat your your queen, rather listen, uh, without laughter, um, and pick a moment in time to call out someone you care about. It doesn't even have to be your, like your girlfriend, but like talk love into somebody in your life that you care about. Mm -hmm. Um, it's weird and awkward for that other person because they may not know that frequency in their body. It may be foreign to them. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, it's, it's, it's something that's not just when you're with your couple out at a bar or restaurant or, at a get-together, it actually happens in your close friend groups at times. Too. Yeah, totally. Flip, flip the vibration, flip the frequency of there's the so many different.
1: There's so many different situations where there's opportunity for that low-hanging fruit, as you're calling it. It's at home, but it's also with friends and family, but it's also when you're apart. Yeah. And so how you show up and how you present your partner to the world is felt by your partner.
0: Yeah, good, good little tip is like if you meet your significant other's friends and they are like wide eyed and like stoked to meet you, there's a good chance that person is talking, talking great about you.
1: Yeah, totally. Love it. All right. So that I, I give a little, um, a little, uh, teaser into number two. So if we aren't, you know, bringing these things up, um, in the wrong way that we just mentioned, how do we do it? And for us, um, something that's been so helpful, such a tool that we, I think we learned about this from, uh, I want to say John Wineland. He's been one of our amazing relationship teachers.
0: I, I actually don't know where we learned it and I kind of want to think that we made it up. We didn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know we didn't. I, don't I know we didn't because
1: me, I remember but. there's a certain, uh, there's a certain, um, process. There's a certain order. Um, that you that you do this thing in. And I remember having to listen to it again. And I wrote
0: notes. Okay. So I, I do remember like, <clears throat> a container setting. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I am going to hold my position on this one until <laughs> uh, you come with the data. Okay.
1: Um, anyways, so gonna,
0: until you come with supporting data, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or data, Whatever I prefer.
1: data or data. Um, okay, so this is something that we do regularly. It's called a check in. And we did them more often early in our, in our part two of our relationship. Definitely didn't do it in part one. But in part two of our relationship, it's, it's a really helpful tool to create space to let your partner know, hey, there's something I need more of or less of in our relationship. And, um, and they should, if you're actually responding and doing them well, they should become less and less frequently needed but we still do them as needed. And so we're going to run through what that looks like, what a, what a healthy check-in looks like for you guys. So it, it starts before it even starts. It starts with something in my mind that I'm like, that bothered me. I'm hurt. I'm upset. This isn't good. Instead of coming to Chase in the middle of his workday and letting him know, or you know, giving him the silent treatment, or yelling at him, or saying, "You never do this." Blah 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 blah. I make an appointment with you. I say, "Hey, do you think we could? Do you think we could have a, a check-in at dinner tonight?" And it's never been you know turned down. I always offer it in love, and um, and you always say like, "Yeah, totally."
0: Yeah, I think critically important in this piece is like knowing the set and the setting. Right. It, maybe it's not dinner, maybe it's not that day. Maybe in fact, it's like, hey, Friday, yeah, w- can we hold space? Can mm-hmm. we create a safe container for having a check- in right? And um one of the things that we've done is it's not always uh it's not always because something's bothering you. Mm-hmm. you know at, once you walk through the steps, you know it's not just things that are that are like, oh my God, I'm gonna need to bring this up because it's really impacting me negatively, it's for these things that are good too because how, how important feedback is. So, right. so, so make note of the things that are worthy of positive check-ins as well totally. because these this setting is equally as important for those things
1: just like when you're making an appointment with a doctor or something it's not just yeah we're gonna do this at this time you have to like go back and forth like when's good for you when's good for you and so posing it as a question like hey when would be a good time for you Um, especially if you're posing it to a masculine he's probably got 100 things that he wants to do for his to-do list his day his mission in life and um, so posing it as like when would be a good time for you um, I would love a check-in. Yeah, um, that's a great way to start it. Um, so then, when you sit down, make sure that you're both in a good, good space. It, that you're not um, uh, riled up or whatever. That you're somewhat relaxed and balanced. And what this looks like is it's it's a dialogue and it's an opening. So you're both opening to each other and inviting um, feedback, positive and growth areas so how it would look is I would start and say um, one thing that I feel like I'm doing really well in our relationship I think I'm doing really well at you know last time we talked um, I said I was gonna help out with more of the housework and making sure that our, our place is neat and tidy and keeping up with like the laundry and stuff so that it doesn't build up and I feel like I've been doing a really good job of that lately it can be something super small or it can be something super deep Um, and then I would also say one thing that Chase is doing well, I think you're doing a really good job of, um, hugging me throughout the day and just letting me know that you're thinking about me. You walk by me and you brush my shoulder. Even that is like, just like makes, makes my heart like pitter patter because it lets me know that you're thinking about me. And then Chase would go, you don't have to go, but then Chase would go something that he's doing well, something that I'm doing well. Do you want to add anything there?
0: No. Mm, Perfect.
1: Then, um, so we both give positive feedback of what we're doing well. And it's very important to start with the positive feedback. Then you can get into one thing that I really want to start working on more of is, um, is being really trustworthy. So if I, if I say I'm going to do something for us or for you or for the podcast or for whatever, I want you to, feel like that you can really trust me. So one thing that I'm going to work on is making sure that I do whatever I need to on my end, whether it's set a reminder, put it in my calendar, make a note that I'm getting that thing done so that you can trust me more. And then, then I would offer something that I need more of from you in relationship. And I'm just going to make this up because I don't really have one off the top of my head right now.
0: I I have one uh, that we've legitimately used that, that I don't mind sharing okay um you know you gave me the feedback pretty early into part two um when we were doing a check in of I I had a habit of talking about our divorce like in a sarcastic way and I would be like got my ass divorced at you know 26 years old and I I, you know I, I would make that joke uh between you and I publicly as well like well you know Got my ass divorced at 26, and then I had to figure out what I, you know, that type of language, and it was it was negative, and it and it was, uh, you know, impacting you in a pessimistic kind of way and mm-hmm. draining your energy, um, and I, it was for me too when you brought it to my awareness. So like that's a very personal one for us that we yeah. used in this uh, tool.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I would say I haven't, I haven't felt. I don't think you've done it once since then, since you decided like, okay, yeah, I can do that.
0: And in this space and in this setting, I was completely, um, had any sort of guard down. There was no fight or flight response. I was in very much, um, uh, an open space because of this container that Mm -hmm. that we've set. And it comes with an agreement. You can't just pop this little setting on somebody without having an agreement of like, Hey, here's how this kind of works. Are you Mm -hmm. willing to have this sort of thing be a part of our life? Yeah, And and then you dedicate it with some level of like sacredness towards here's totally. the time and the place and the intention.
1: Yeah. And y- your response, obviously, your openness is really important, but it's also important how it's delivered. So in this particular instance, I didn't come at you and say like, you always talk about our divorce, like it's... And I didn't poke and prod and, and wound. I posed it as what I I need more of from you. So in this case, it's kind of weird because you kind of have to spin it. But in this case, I can't remember the exact wording that I use, but I'm just going to make it up right now. When we talk about our separation or our divorce, I would need you to, or what I would love more of, is kind of this understanding that yes this was like a, a hurtful painful time but how we present it to each other and the world now is different than how we would have presented it while we were single and it's not like we have to say like oh it was the best time ever but it's i can i can tell that it's kind of creating some like bitterness in me and so for that to be alleviated i would need more of like kind of like this not reverence, but kind of respect around Mm -hmm. this time. And that would, uh, that would make me feel a lot better.
0: Sure. Yeah. And I think it put on me reflection over the fact that I was using sarcasm as, um, sort of a defense mechanism for my own pain for, from it all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that can be something that I also acknowledge. Like Mm -hmm. I know that it's, I know that there's a good reason why you do everything, that, you know, in life. And I know that that's probably because when we were separated, when we were divorced, you were hurt. And this was a way that you, you kind of coped with it. Now that we're back together, I would hope that I can kind of like fill in some of those cracks a little bit more so that you don't have to feel like you need to present it to the world that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can kind of like move past it together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm, check-ins. Check-ins. So, good.
1: so just to recap, in case you weren't taking notes Start with making an appointment with your person. Make sure you're balanced and open. Start with something that I'm doing well, something that you're doing well, and then the other person goes. And then you go into something that I'm going to work on and then something that I, I would love more of from you. And then the, you allow the other person, even if you're the person that made the appointment and... Maybe they don't even have anything like on their mind that's like, oh, bad, or that they need, like allow them the space to offer you, the appointer, feedback as well. And so it's this open dialogue. And um, we didn't really go over this, but if you feel like there is misconnection or miscommunication, even in this dialogue, try repeating back to each other what you just said. So what I'm hearing you say is, You need more of this. And then repeat back to them what what they just said to make sure that you're both understanding, you're coming together in how we're going to go forward together.
0: Yeah, really helpful. Um, Even if it's a little clunky, but as you're having these conversations and if they get longer, to give the other person a chance to make sure, uh, by asking this, is there more? Mm -hmm. Giving that other person the chance just for a second to, to make sure that they've got everything out that they need to get out before you respond. Totally. So say you, you kind of like say your piece and before I respond with commentary or feedback, I go like, thank you. Um, Is there more? Um, and then using that tool even before you come to any conclusion on the conversation at all is helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. We're kind of meshing and melding two different techniques for communication, but also this is your, this is your space to make it your own. If something doesn't work for you, take it out. If, if you like some other way of doing it, the point is that you're creating a container for safe and effective dialogue so that you actually get somewhere with your, disagreements, whatever miscommunications, all that.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: All right. Ready for number three? Let's go. All right. (laughs) Number three is more eye contact. This is a hard one for some people, Mm -hmm. even with your partner. And the reason why I think that we both should share why this could be hard for people, but from the feminine perspective, this can be hard to allow yourself to be fully seen. And I remember before we even got back together, you, when I knew like, oh shit, this guy's for real, you grabbed my face and you looked into my eyes for a good like 15 seconds, which is a long time to stare at someone. And I almost like couldn't handle the the intent, the intention Like because I had never had anyone do that to me ever to really look into my eyes. Like you were searching for something and that can be really exposing. You can feel naked almost. It can be uncomfortable. It's something that you legitimately have to practice. But actually I'm going to let you, why do you think it's hard for people to make eye contact?
0: I think from a masculine perspective, a lot of times it triggers accountability. Mm-hmm. When you look at somebody in the eyes, there is no bullshit. Mm-mm. You can, you can put clothes on your body. You can put makeup on your body. You can dye your hair. You age, you change, you gain weight, you lose weight, you put muscle on. You can do a lot of things to a lot of places. Mm-hmm. You can't do shit to your eyeballs. Yeah, that's true. Like, unless you're putting colored contacts <laughs> yeah. on or something. Um, <clears throat> it is a psychedelic experience to Mm -hmm. stare at someone in the eyes for long periods of time. Anybody you care about, I've done this with strangers at various workshops and festivals. Oh yeah. (laughs) Where you stare at somebody in the eyes for a longer period of time. And even if it's a complete stranger, your entire frequency will change.
1: Oh yeah. You can feel like I know you.
0: So it's, it's intense on a spiritual level, on on a level that words can't quite articulate. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think why it's challenging from the masculine side of things at times is as we are out there as warriors and kings and, and hunters, we are mission oriented, we are driven and to be popped back into the present moment where there isn't a fire to put out or a hunt to kill. Um, you sort of have to you sort of have to like take accountability of the things that you've potentially left in destruction along the way. And, um, not always like, you're not always just a savage out there kind of like burning villages down. Um, but it is this sort of very primal, like, Hey, you need to center. You need to get mm-hmm. back. You need to get back here into this space. Um,
1: I think it also too, like it, um, it elicits the empathy muscle, yeah. right? Where you can, can like, People's feelings are easy to avoid and ignore if you're looking off to the side. If you're looking out, if you're looking at someone's eyes, it's it's really hard to deny the fact that like, oh, this person needs more of me or I'm not showing up or like they're hurting right you, now. I think
0: you, you see the divinity and the the reason it, it triggers empathy is because you see so much of yourself your life in the l- eyes in the life of the right. eyes of the other person mm-hmm. and uh yeah it, it elicits empathy not unlike when you you know take a psychedelic um mm-hmm. and you start to feel that feeling of man god nothing else matters mm-hmm. yeah nothing else matters what's up let's 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 get us let's right. connect let's talk
1: and this, this, you know, we're kind of making it seem intense because it can be, but it it can also be um, something that this is one of those things that you can practice with strangers or your family, family or your friends, co-workers. Just start if you are not already in the habit of it. Start looking people in their eyes when you talk to them more often, and get these reps in so that when you do have a partner or you're with your partner, it's even easier. I just think that it's so critical if you want to go deeper with your partner, look in their eyeballs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm.
1: That one's pretty straightforward. Um, okay, so number four, this is a really juicy one. Mm. <laughs> um, number four is learning how to polarize the moment and practice energetic agility. What does that even mean?
0: That's a lot of words.
1: It is a lot of words. So polarizing the moment, I cannot take credit for this phrase. This is from my teacher um, who I'm actually going back through and reading her book right now. Um, Her name is London Angel Winters and her book is The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love. It is amazing. If all of this stuff fascinates you that we're talking about today and you want to be a Kung Fu relationship polarity energy master. Definitely grab this book for sure. Um, But she talks about in this in the book polarizing the moment and practicing energetic agility and what that means is we've talked about it to some degree with the masculine and feminine. In the book, she refers to it as alpha and omega. Alpha alpha being the masculine, omega being the feminine. And we all have alpha and omega, masculine and feminine in us. We're not all just one, you know, all 100% masculine or 100% feminine. So, um, the first step is understanding that your partner, if if you are um, a heterosexual couple, whatever, Chase has a, a masculine essence, I have a feminine essence, and understanding that first helps you so much in empathizing with um, the fact, or sympathizing rather, like, he doesn't see the world like, like I see the world, and what makes us even a couple, what makes this um, polarity is us having this opposite energy, which is so beautiful. That's what creates, creates the fieriness and the, the flirting and the polarity. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have that, you wouldn't have those magnetic moments that we all crave for in our relationships. So understanding that we're different and celebrating those differences, but then being able to understand what my partner needs from me in this moment and vice versa. So understanding what this moment is calling for. Is this moment calling for me to show up with my spine straight, taking a deep breath, grounded and showing up and building a container or is it is it more of like I need to be soft and gentle and use like soft a soft voice and Embrace him, touch him, bring my, my, my feminine essence, my flow to him and embrace him with love. Like asking yourself what that moment needs to encourage the most love to flow. Do you want to add anything there?
0: No, perfect. Um, and it, it's, it goes outside of relationship. It's it's literally anything in life mm-hmm. coworkers and it's not gender, no. um, specific. In fact, that's part of the, part of the reason we, say, polarize the moment is because, for example, Megan is an entrepreneur and she wears a masculine hat that is driven, that is penetrating, that is uh, pursuit and um, more structured at times. In those moments, there, there is an opportunity for me to polarize by being uh, a little more nurturing, perhaps, or a little softer or supportive Um, and we wear those in our relationship accordingly and and vice versa I'm a driven alpha masculine sit in my masculine almost too much at times um, to the point that I'm I'm ready to let down Mm -hmm. I'm ready to to feel free and not have the structure that I need during kind of the workplace Um, and then you set the container for me to Mm -hmm. be able to be safe to be able to let down Mm -hmm. and so identifying where masculine and feminine benefits, the greater purpose is really important. It's less about man and woman, mm-hmm. much more about polarizing based on the set, the setting, the circumstance and where the other person or people in the environment are sitting.
1: Yeah, totally. And you know, for like our work day, we work six feet from each other basically all day. Um, and we're both in, Alpha, alpha, masculine mode during the day. We're, we're getting things done. We got a to-do list. We're goal-oriented. We're purpose-driven. We're making things happen in the world. That's okay. It doesn't always have to be opposite. Right. Like in our work day, we're getting things done. Maybe you come over and you um, lean down, tell me, tell me I'm beautiful, kiss me in the middle of the day, and that polarizes the moment for a second, and it feels really good. Mm-hmm. But then we go back to our workday, and we're totally good. It doesn't always have to be that opposite.
0: You can put someone in their polarity. Yes. It, you don't have to wait to read the vibe. You, as a masculine, especially, you can come in and go. You're in your feminine. Mm-hmm. I'm in my masculine.
1: Right, and you would do that by out alpha in yeah. me, out masculine me.
0: And similarly, you can be so, you know, beautiful and sexual and free, and I'm immediately like. Oh, I'm not trying to be gentle anymore. You know, I'm not trying to be elect- a yeah. <laughs> gentle anymore. I'm ready to be your freaking king. Let's go. Yeah, totally. Um, you so, c- you can literally polarize the moment with your own mm-hmm. uh, powerful uh, polarity.
1: Yeah, and again, this is literally just the tip of the nipple here. <laughs> this is just yeah, the, tip is. The, the tip of the iceberg. If if you really are interested in learning about this and um, uh, going super deep on this specific topic, I highly recommend this book. I'll definitely put a link to it in um, in the show notes. Um, but just for the purposes of within this podcast, understand that there are different energies and a good question that you can ask yourself to understand and to go deeper and to polarize the moment is, what does the moment need of me right now in my masculine or in my feminine? And just pose that question and start to see how your thoughts and how you're interacting changes with your partner. Um, I will say for a woman who I do have a feminine essence, like at my core, I want to be penetrated. I want to be loved. I want to be treasured. Light and love is the epitome of my existence on this earth. But I still do very masculine things as we've talked about in my job. But at 5 p.m. when we're making dinner together and flirting in the kitchen and cooking together and then sitting down and having this beautiful ceremony of food, I don't want to be in my my masculine anymore. Um, I let that basically go. And then I'm in the moment with you and we're kind of polarizing the moment. So I understand that I need to let that go if I want to relate to you deeper tonight and connect to you deeper Mm -hmm. I need to get back to my feminine which feels really good because that's my that's my essence um so just know that like you can decide like okay I'm taking my masculine hat off I'm slipping into omega I'm slipping into feminine Mm -hmm. um and I don't think women do that enough I think that they they try to keep that masculine hat on um more than they necessarily need to. Yeah.
0: Especially in this world that is constantly sort of telling you, uh, the masculine is the success, you know, that's where success leads is, right. is that masculine essence, that nature, that even the working business woman, mm-hmm. um, you have to be one way, you got to suit and tie it up. And that, that's obviously changing. And, and thank God, um, but it's a, it's a good reminder, like the power of the feminine in her natural state or in its natural state is, um, so beautiful and so yeah. powerful.
1: Yeah. So it's this, this the concept of fluidity, fluidity in yourself, recognizing that and also fluidity, agility in your relationship. Mm. Juicy fluid. Juicy fluid. <laughs> you guys.
0: <laughs> what, uh, number five rounding out yes. the last of.
1: This is a good one. This is a really good one to end on. And um, one of the best decisions I ever made for my overall health was getting completely off moldy coffee. If you are on a mission to get to the bottom of mystery symptoms and feel your best in life, this is something you need to know about. I have now lost count of the hundreds of people who tell me they have given up on coffee and caffeine. Not because they wanted to, but because they thought they had to, because every time they drink it, they feel shaky, anxious, brain foggy, have skin reactions or digestive issues. I then explained to them that, my love, you are more likely having a reaction to the mold and pesticides in your coffee, not the caffeine. The sad and shocking reality is that up to 91% of coffee beans used in America are contaminated with mold, not to mention the 42 different chemicals and pesticides sprayed on most coffee beans before they are even harvested. So if you have persistent, unexplained brain fog, sore joints, fatigue, immune issues, or other mystery symptoms, it could be from moldy coffee you are unknowingly pouring into your precious body every day no pill, no potion is going to help us feel better if we don't first remove the negative stimulus, like the moldy coffee. Here's the great news. If you love coffee, you don't have to give it up. Every day I drink delicious, mold-free, pesticide-free coffee that supports my overall health in the best way. It's my Reishi King coffee. King coffee is organic coffee mixed with the spores from reishi mushrooms. This unique and potent combination allows me to enjoy coffee while also supporting my hormones, my immune health, my nervous system, my digestion, my mood, my stress levels, and so much more. If King Coffee was a pop star, she would absolutely be Beyonce potent and divine. If you love coffee, I invite you to ditch the mold and try King coffee for yourself. It was one of the best decisions I ever made for my health. I can't and won't go back. To learn more about what makes reishi spores and King coffee so unique, you can check out episode number six of this podcast. And to grab your King coffee, do not buy on Amazon. That is illegal and expired product. Instead, go to themedicine.myorganogold.com and search for King Coffee. You can also just check the show notes or my Instagram bio for a direct link, bringing you only the best and only what I'm obsessed with. Cheers, boo. When you like, love, want more of something that your partner is doing well that you just, you're so happy about, Make sure you do a good job of communicating that thing to your partner, whether it's through your your voice. Maybe it's telling them. Maybe it's showing them with touch. Maybe it's just like a, mm, like that, that little purr from a woman. If a man is hugging you and holding you tight and you give that man a purr in his ear like that, he's going to know like, oh shit, she likes this. This is good. Okay. I'm going to do this again. For sure. And vice versa. Man, you know, the the man can do that uh, for the woman as well. But the the point being that when your partner is doing something that you love and you want more of in the moment or shortly thereafter, let them know somehow.
0: Yeah. Communicate the feedback. Um, and it doesn't have to be words. It doesn't have to be like awkward. Like I like when you did this to I me. Mean, yeah. It can be <laughs> through your energy. It can be through your communication style. Like a lot of people show their love and their affection through touch or through time spent. Uh, you know, my love language is so often, um, quality time and physical touch. And that may actually, you know, the right touch for feedback may actually go way further than you verbally saying something to me. Mm -hmm. It may land, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we also want it to be, directly connected to the thing that you're asking for more of. So I want to be specific with people that like, you know, if you've been trying to get your partner to do this thing more and you asked in a check-in, like I would love more of this from you and they actually do it, give them positive feedback in some way at that moment in time or shortly thereafter. So whatever that means for you in your relationship. But when we, when we like applaud or elevate our partner, whether it's with a, a purr or a, a touch or a thank you, um, they want to do it more because if they're a good person and, and I would argue that most of us are with good people, good partners, loving partners, they're going to want to sh- continue to show up if they know like, man, they really love that. Okay. I can do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm, so good
1: so to run back through i'm just gonna um quickly go over these again number one do not correct or criticize your partner's behavior especially in public rather number two have check-ins regularly then as needed number three eye contact number four polarize the moment and practice energetic agility, asking yourself, what does this moment need for me right now? And number five, when you like, love, or want more of something, communicate that to your partner when they're doing it well. Hmm. I think that's good, right?
0: Yeah. Beautifully put. Perfectly put.
1: Yeah. I hope you guys, um, something landed. One of these landed. And if it's overwhelming to do all of them, just pick one. Pick what, one. What is the um, next logical, like action item for you where you're at in your relationship
0: and let us know what you guys use you know what what tools and what practices you you all are using in your successful relationships with uh romantic partners or other um Mm -hmm. and yeah try them on let us know yeah excited to hear
1: what for you my love today is the medicine
0: Mm, speaking of relationships Two of the most important relationships in my life are here in my home, my mother and my father, two people that I adore with every bit of energy in my body, um, are here in San Diego. They are visiting us, and my medicine is staring at both of them in the eyes and (laughs) telling them and showing them how much I love them Mm -hmm. and uh, having a fantastic weekend with them here. Love it. Mm. What you, my love, what you? What you? (laughs) What is your medicine today?
1: Mm, I already talked about it a little bit, but I thought of that this morning when I knew this question was coming later in the day, and I would say this, jumping back into this book by London Angel Winters, um, The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love, it's just hitting all the right places and (laughs) um, I'm just loving it right now and um, it's just perfect perfect for exactly what my soul needs so that is my medicine today love it All right, you guys, thanks for joining us so much under the red hat. I hope you got a lot of value out of these little tips and tricks for relating better to your partner, and we will talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Bye. Bye. I love it when you do it. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. And if you have a recommendation for a podcast guest or topic, you can always email themedicinepodcast at gmail.com. Remember, there's no E at the end of medicine. And let us know your big idea. We would love to hear from you. Until next time. Cheers, boo.